All right, guys, welcome back to our Seria podcast. Another week in the books, and we might have had our best game of the weekend. Oh, oh. <laughs> what did the notes say? <laughs> They're just drawings. Ah, don't read it. Ozeman is a gazella. Give me my loan. Oh, my God. Hey, this is copyright infringement. Give me my loan back. This guy needs to be whacked. Copyright infringement. This guy needs to be whacked. I think whacked. you copy these things from Gazette. No, I did not. Yeah. I did not. I don't read the Gazette like you guys do. <laughs> His lawyer's going to contact your lawyer's guy, Tom. You better be yeah. careful. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Any, anything interesting that you're going to steal from that, from the notes? Too late now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Antonio, how are you? Good. You're sweating a little uh, bit. Okay. What are you, running here or something? <laughs> I wiped myself. I want to wash my face. Why are you sweating? We were playing football, football before, right? And we kicked your ass, right? He looked like he played you for the podcast this much and he ran the, over here. You yeah, sweat this much for football? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just for the record, when uh, he plays soccer, he doesn't sweat. <laughs> yeah, because I don't need to. <laughs> so I you're, you're with my brain. <laughs> 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 so, so you're leading. This was good, right? Yeah, that was good. Ask me to win at least <laughs> all the time. Oh, okay, he asked for good. approval. Yeah. That was like, oh, oh, man. Guys, I think Inter Atalanta this week was the best game of the season so far. That was so exciting. It was almost as exciting as watching you play, play foosball over there. It was back and forth, end to end. And Lazio Roma was Lazio Roma, Lazio Roma was, was good. Was yeah, yeah. Sometimes the big I feel like this this year, the big games in Serie A, everyone is going for it. I feel like in the past in Serie A, sometimes in, in a Rome Derby, right? You know, you, you think about it, you calculate a little bit. Ah, I don't want to risk too much. Even in the 95th minute, Sadi was trying to score the fourth goal with Lazio. And I feel like that's just been the theme. I don't know. I really do not know if this is just the Serie A teams. Inspired by Italy in the Euros, where you know we kept attacking and we like this style, but we've brought it over to the season. Because even in other leagues, you're not even seeing this type of attacking football. You didn't think to do Inter uh, Atalanta? What on the show? I mean, I don't decide that. That's above my. Uh, okay, yeah, that was a that was, that was a good game. To me, uh, you guys were saying those games. I'm saying the Genoa Verona game. I don't know if you guys saw. A lot of people wouldn't see it, but that game was incredible. Genoa Bologna. No Verona. Genoa Verona. Bologna just played. 3-3. Yeah. 3-3. Yeah, 3-3. Uh, they oh, yeah. There was three yeah, goals yeah, in like 15 four, minutes. There was like four four posts. It was, that game was I mean, incredibly Empoli, underrated. Empoli four two, mm-hmm. Destro scored with a, 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 water, a water bottle in his hand. hand. Yeah. Wow. It was unbelievable. And then you, we had uh, Daniel Maldini who scored in front of his father. Yeah, but by the way, three yeah, generations. Do you remember what I said the, the week before? I said, watch out where, uh, when Kalulu missed the 2-1 the, the against the Juventus. And then I said, watch for uh, Maldini's kid. He's going to come up and he's going to do damage. Sure enough, boom. Three generations of Maldini. The grandfather, the father, and now the son. Cesare, Paolo, all scoring Daniel. for AC Milan and Serie A. It's the first time in history that this ever happened. Yeah, that's amazing. What is in the genes of that's, the Maldini uh, family? That's amazing. Uh... Yeah, I remember when uh, I was um, meeting uh, Paolo passing by JFK, and we were talking about his kid. And he goes, "Oh, he goes, Daniel is real good." And um, yeah, he was right. He saw it. He saw it. And you know, I'm talking about at least seven, eight years ago. So he was eleven years old. That's so he was crazy. like eleven, twelve years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. His wife was there too. Yeah. Like a yeah. yeah. If you know, you know. You know, he he could probably already. Uh, 
tell that he was going to be good. How hard do you think it is for a kid that he's got his father as uh, Paolo Maldini? Oh, double, uh, double hard. Oh, and yeah. you know what? I think. So, go ahead, Mike. What no, no, go, go. So, double hard because you know what? Uh, when you're teaching a kid, they said, "Hey, listen, don't get uh, the idea that just because you're my son, you're going to get a free pass. You have to earn your stripe." Mm. Number one and number two. If you are, if you think you played very well one game, don't get too, uh, too ahead of yourself. So the humility, it's what you have to just preach to those kind of young kids, so they don't get, uh, you know, like they don't get uh, the coach frustrated. Because yeah. uh, I have seen Allegri screaming lately to Chiesa for no reasons. I said, hey, yeah, this is the Juventus. It's not what you think uh, you've been doing. Uh, this for Juventus, you have to give your blood and your life. So that's why, uh, you know. But I do feel Humility like there's there what you know it's what you preach you, yeah. you preach to the younger young kids. And I do feel like there's a lot more on your shoulder because I feel like with that last name you gotta almost be something, and if you're not, you're looked at like oh, oh. he's not as good as the generations. Yeah. That's know? why he wasn't a defender. So, uh, he's like let me let me play above uh, you know attacking midfielder close to goal. Another one of his son is a defender, isn't he? Yeah, he has another son uh, that he plays. That I'm not sure of the position. I think second division, I think. Yeah, yeah. but he's uh, he has another so son. Sedici. Mm. Um, also, Napoli. My gosh, the only team that's perfect uh, this year. A team that, and I'm just going to keep repeating this all year, so you might as well get used to it. That my dad and Antonio had in, uh, what would you have? Conference League that's right. at this point by the start yeah, of the season. And Peter. No, Peter had top four. Yeah, us three. Triple you see? Yeah, come, on, come on, come on. Come on. Look, look, look. They're going to get Before the season. Before the season. No, you didn't. You but had regardless, them seven. That's outside. seven. Yeah, you guys both have them. Outside, oh, he's checking. Oh, he's checking the phone. He's checking the phone. You're gonna pay us off. I have it over there. Yeah, I put, yeah, it, yeah, I me put too. it number four. Yeah, now I'm saying in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Forget about the beginning. Why? Why forget about? I just want to always bring it up. Unbelievable. With with us. <laughs> with with again on the on the score sheet. Uh, what a team! What a team! Can you imagine what would happen? Can is this is this the most? Realistic year for Napoli to ever win a Scudetto in recent in the last ten years. I mean, where there's no clear cut favorite. It's not that Juventus was unbelievable because the year yeah. that the year that Sadi was there that they came close. That Juventus team was just unbelievable. They were so hard. It was not taking anything away from Napoli. It was more so giving the credit to Juventus this year. While yes, the Milan clubs have been very good. I think you could say that it's a little bit more even. It's definitely more of a free-for-all that anyone can come and grab it. So, yeah, Margo, I get what you're saying because at that time, Juve was almost invincible. And at that time, Napoli were so great. If it was different errors, Napoli would have won the Scudetto that season. But what Spalletti, even though Anto doesn't give him enough credit, and what Napoli have been doing lately has been nothing short of incredible, I think. Even in Europe, they haven't lost. They were down 2-0 against Leicester, and they managed to come back mm. and, and tie it up two goals the mentality, the momentum, the motivation that's in that locker room that they're together now, mm. I feel like it's miles ahead of so many of these Serie A teams. Well, so I feel like they do have do, do you think, do you think Napoli could win the Scudetto? Uh, let me tell you something. First of all, we're getting too much, again, ahead of ourselves. Okay. I wanted to see if Napoli, to me, on the field, it looks like a team. Okay, and just to get back to you, Spalletti took the great job that uh, the Gattuso did already over there. He's and using pretty much almost the same, the same module. And he's got, as a big plus, he's got Osiman. Okay, Osiman, believe it or not, Gaetano read my note before, Ecomuna Gazzella. 
Una gazella, it's a, a one gazelle. Of, a gazelle. They're fast, right? They're so fast. They don't even have to put the, the, the signal to, 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 to go on the passing lane. This guy <laughs> here goes by you <laughs> like nothing. Yeah, he's he's got some speed. He just goes by like nothing. He makes it look like effortless when he, when he just, uh, you know, uh, jumps you over. But uh, the main thing is, uh, I wanted to know whether Napoli is uh, it's, uh, awesome and dependent. <coughs> God forbid something happened, or like, uh, you know, or it's not. Because, uh, Talk to know, Peter. Pete, if Ossiman gets injured, then what? Well, Mertens. Exactly. Yeah, but listen to me. <laughs> Mertens hasn't been used at all because of this fact. I mean, the, the guy, I don't think he has played a minute in Serie A so far. He's, he's been used spo- sporadically. Yeah, he's been sporadically. He's sporadically. I wouldn't count on Mertens as a guy. Mertens. You have Chucky Lozano that's coming off the bench. Right. Zielinski from time to time comes off the bench Zielinski. too. Zielinski. I mean, Petania, I wouldn't say he's a Scudetto winning striker, but you have him coming off the bench. But if you take Osman out of, uh, out of the squad, if you take okay, him out. You could say the same thing about any other team. Well, AC no, Milan so far is not Ibrahimovic dependent and it's not a. Uh, it's Brahim dependent, though. Well, Brahim, it's, it's Brahim. And it's not a. The and Oshiman is Oshiman. <coughs> well, listen, we have, a, we have a lot. Well, you know what? You're missing the biggest thing. Which is. Because it's not the goal scored. It's that they gave up only two goals in six games. Yeah. That's what wins championships. Yeah, you have two goals against. They have the best games. midfield. They have some of the best well, midfield. That's very true. Spalletti, Their midfield helps. Spalletti has been able to stabilize this team. And let's not forget, I think we when we tend to think about Spalletti, we always think about Inter Spalletti or the recent Spalletti. But when he had that Roma team, they were a fun team to watch. I mean, you had obviously Totti playing uh, Mancini. You had different guys that were able to raise the level of teammates but Spalletti's job and he created that false nine so like even without what false, nine? What false nine even without Roma Roma used to play with oh a false there nine. you go but, but not in Napoli not now no, not now yeah. but what I'm trying to say is that he'll be able to f- figure out how to put this team on obviously I agree with you there's still a lot of a season left to go mm-hmm. but taking a lead like this with six wins out of six and the way that they've been playing the performances have been amazing we have to see with the Rocky uh, game how they you know how they're able to adjust but this is a team that I think definitely can win the Scudetto. The reason why is because every it's so hard to predict games this year. Oh yeah. Last year I would have been able to tell you, oh, this team's gonna win, this team's gonna lose, and have you know a good probability of getting that right. This year I thought Lazio was gonna be terrible versus mm-hmm. Roma, and it was the complete opposite. Crazy. So I mean I think there's so many good teams, <coughs> and anybody could beat anybody in a given day. That if Napoli gets a couple of lucky wins and also proves that they can win. They can they can win this game. Dad, didn't you, you put brought Inter up on the top of the list again, but then now you put in Napoli. Inter can, uh, Napoli can I win. Said they could win. Oh, they could win. Dad, you brought up uh, Inter Atalanta, and the thing that stood out for me is that we've we've talked about over here. I think all of us dropped Atalanta out of our Champions League spot, out of the top four. We said maybe is the magic lost. I don't know if they heard something. If maybe they saw the newspapers talking about it, everybody talking about it. Atalanta looked like the Atalanta of years past. What a game against Inter that could have ended 4-4 and maybe even tipped to Atalanta, even though Gasparini after the match said that we could have won that game, we could have lost that game, but it was unbelievable. What did you think? Yeah, No, it was, a, it was a beautiful game to watch, and uh, there are a lot of beautiful games this year to watch, and like he was saying before, I mean, games are 3-3, there's a lot of goals, but... Atalanta, which I kind of lost a little bit, I thought uh, that uh, this year was not their year. They show that uh, they still have it, and they're missing Muriel, mm-hmm. which Muriel is a very um, key important player key too. player when he comes off. He re- 
he won for them a lot of games, mm-hmm. and he got him a lot of trouble. So I don't know when Muriel is coming back, but uh, after international break, I think. Uh, okay, so uh, Atalanta is going to be also up there, <laughs> but I think the best thing uh, uh, for Napoli going is that uh, you don't have uh, the Juventus team, which won nine championships in a row, and now you have Inzaghi. You don't have Conte, who's a master uh, in winning the championship. So now you have Inzaghi, now you have Pioli, that uh, really never won. And Spalletti is among up there. So I think you said uh, Napoli. I think, yeah, I think Napoli can win this year. What a, what a season it would be. Uh, you know, uh, talking about Inter-Atalanta now, um, you know, the Malinowski from outside the box, I don't know if there's any player yeah. that has a shot that's better than him. Inter, this, I swear to you, before he lined up for the shot, I said they're giving him way too much space. Skriniar dropped back mm-hmm. a little bit too much, and the guy is phenomenal from outside the box. Both of Atalanta's goals came from his shots. They are simply rockets, and I was not. it was very nice mm-hmm. to see Atalanta back to the Atalanta that we knew. And for Inter, listen, I think that, you know, people maybe jumped the gun a little bit where they're getting a little bit too scared that, you know, you didn't win this match and Napoli went above you, but... You're not going to win every game. You're, it's just impossible to do that. Peter, as an Inter fan, how did you feel? I think the first 25 minutes, Inter looked like they were the better side. They had some chances, and Lautaro's goal was an amazing volley. I have to say, Barella, from last year to this year, he's made incredible strides. And I know it's still early, but every time he gets on the ball, he doesn't lose the ball. He's looking to, to make... An assist. He's he's gotten so many his assists already. If only he was able to have a uh, a better shot from from distance, because that's one part that he's still missing out of his game. Can't if be he, perfect. He, yeah, I know. But I'm <laughs> saying if he can get five to six goals in the midfield, then he would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But going back to the Inter Atalanta game, yeah, it was a clash of, of titans, if you want to say, because both teams were going for a win. Both teams were playing their style. I think one thing that I've noticed with Inzaghi is that he's more willing to bring the team up. We see often that, you know, Bastoni or whoever's playing that left center back will push up high. So you you leave a little space (coughs) in that defense. And, you know, Conte, like Gaetano was saying, he's a mastermind of winning, whereas Inzaghi, we still have a question mark. We don't know what he can do for Scudetto um, and and does he know how to lock in a result. Um, You know, that being said... uh, Malinovsky's goal was another amazing goal. N- amazing shot, as we said. And even the second goal, Handanovic has faults, I think, because although it was a hard shot, you have to parry that away. And he parried, he kind of got caught up on it. And, uh, you know, they scored the second goal. But Atalanta, even in the second half, they came on fi- firing. There was the post. There was chances. And I think even Inter Zeko had a couple of chances that he missed and or headed it. And Musso, another great signing by Atalanta. Uh, made the save so um, and then we can't forget about the penalty the last 10 minutes was amazing I mean you had penalty DeMarco mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be the a 3-2 game and you, we got lucky to, to win it let's say um, and then the debacle between Andanovich and it was probably the best thing that he did that the, <laughs> the ball went out and uh, or else that could have been bad because to lose this game would have been bad for either Atalanta or Inter and the fact that it stayed a 2-2 draw I'm okay with it. Did you learn anything? Lord, you're gonna jump in. 
No, I was gonna say uh, uh, Inzaghi decided on the mark, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was nobody there was, else. Supposedly, what Hakan, uh, Hakan was not there, and Lautaro were not yeah. there. They said that he's the third one. Yeah, that's what, what are you gonna do if you practice in in? I, I don't understand why everybody got so mad about that Jack online. Was there, right? Yeah, but they said that yeah, Lautaro said, "I'm first, Hakan is second, and third is Di Marco." That's the order. If you miss the penalty, you miss the penalty. If that, if in training you're the best one, you're the third best, then you got to take it. Let me just say something about Did you this. learn anything about this game? Yes. From either side? Yeah. What did you learn? Okay, I learned that the, the teams that they have the best midfield, they do extremely well. When you talk, Inter, talk to Peter. Gabarella, that is amazing. It's like 5-1. Five, five AC Milan has got Brian Diaz, and uh, he's got Leao. Leao is deadly too. It's not a midfielder, but when he's getting the ball on his feet, he's very capable to pass the ball, to make an assist, to take the, the person one-on-one. Juventus is the only team right now that Inter they have. Atalanta, the we're talking. Atalanta too. Atalanta's got some of the best midfielders. They got their. Derun and Froehler oh were really God, good though. Froehler, forget about it. Off the chart. So the only thing that uh, we are still lacking, and, and the results are very. We'll clear. go to Juventus. So the, so the Juventus. Uh, uh, Rome, of course. Rome has got a, has got a spectacular midfield, and Lazio's got Luis Alberto. What were your thoughts on the game? What I'm saying, my thoughts on the game is that I think Atalanta deserved a little bit more for the volume that they developed, that the quantity of, uh, you know, the number of uh, of uh, chances that they had. And uh, you know what? They they do the culture total. It's the only thing that resembles to me the, the, the Milan Disaki because they attack with mm. the 11 people and they defend with 11 people. It's a short team, una squadra corta. They do up and down. All at the same time. There is never a gap when Atalanta plays uh, the game. They're going to attack you. They're going to attack you with 11 So why people. don't you have them in Champions League if they remind you of Saki's team? Well, uh, look, Gaetano just said it right now. Muriel is missing from the squad. They had some. Uh, they they do. They did some reshuffling. They sold an important player. What was his? Uh, the uh, they sold. Um, Golini. Yeah. No, Golini. No. Romero. They, yes. Romero was a big was a big thing for uh, for Atalanta. The, so. Uh, I was gonna say I'm disappointed too in terms of the Atalanta thing because I feel like a lot of us counted us uh, counted them out and taken them out of top four. But at, at the end of the day. Derun and Freuler, who haven't been starting the past four games, uh, the first game back for Derun was like against Inter. So uh, that's when we really saw the midfield that caused so much havoc last They're season. They're so important. Mm-hmm. And of They're course, so like Gaetano was saying, uh, Muriel, who last season was for goal to minute ratio, the best in Europe. Those two vital players have so much, is really like the, a big part of this Atalanta success. And without them, without seeing them, and now seeing them for the first time after we said, okay, Atalanta out of four, it makes you reconsider. It's like, damn, this is the Atalanta that we saw from the last season, and maybe we judge too early if they're still good enough, uh, if they're the same Atalanta as last season. So a lot, definitely a lot of moving parts. So I, I want to pick up on him because it's, it's, it's going to remind all of us. Yeah. Back then, we used to say, Gatano, you remember, defense wins the game. Right now, no more. It's midfield wins the game. If the midfielder mm. is the perfect filter between the defense <coughs> and the offense, if you have a very good midfield, I'm telling you, look at look AC Milan. He's got Tonali, he's got Benasser, he's got Cassier. That they're not on the top shape. And they put in, they play like the team. They play the system. It's not that we, they play the, the we're not individual player anymore. The mm. system is what's working for AC Milan right now. No Ibrahimovic, no problem. No, the French kid, no problem. Sure. We have a lot to show for because the system is working. So the midfield will win the game. Interesting point. I, I, it's always been my philosophy that, that the midfield is way underrated. Mm. Uh, but that's a very interesting point. The thing is, to be able to watch the midfield play, you have to be able to be able to watch it on TV. What do you mean? How are you able to watch the midfield if you're not watching the game? You need a way to watch the game. 
How do you watch a game, Anto? I watch it on TV. On what channel? On Paramount Plus. On Paramount Plus. Oh, this is a setup. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, they Don't set mind. me up. They use the mic. Okay. So, so they set me up. Yeah, so, we uh, set you up, but we watch it on Paramount what? Plus. plus. Listen, and if they, uh, wait, talk, and but you, we gotta tell the guys if they don't have Paramount Plus, how could they see it? Where's guys, the link? Gaetano is a cheap guy. <laughs> he said that if you subscribe for one year, you end up saving ten dollars. That's it's right. Four ninety nine a month. It's like a slice of pizza. Four ninety nine a month. You subscribe. ParamountPlus.com. You download the stuff. A link in the description. Look at the description. You can link with us too, That's right? That's right. A yeah. uh, how can you go? How can you lose? No, wait a moment. Since w before we move ahead, I'm gonna go to Florida. I, I, you think I, I'm, I'm gonna It'll be able work. to? Uh, yes. Yeah. You're as long as your phone works you and tablet, your internet, you're good. If you have a phone, oh. if you have a computer, you can watch normal it on stuff. The go. If you use our link too, you get seven days free trial. If you use IFTV, and they're they're our premium sponsor for uh, a lot of our podcasts and watch along this year. So you know, shout out to Paramount Plus and Check CBS. Out, Thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, make sure you guys support them and use our code for it. What were you going to say? And also, Champions League is starting this week. You also get to watch... Europa, yeah, wow. that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. You Sorry. You watch Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. I mean, hey. And Europa League and Conference League. Hey, tomorrow, we'll already, Champions League. tomorrow is already Champions League. That's right. Listen, some, and I got my wife some, next some, to me. And she says, you're always watching soccer. I said, hey, you got movies, you got streaming, <laughs> you got everything. <laughs> so no, give her one too. No, no, she gets upset because she comes to my bedroom and I have one game on the phone, <laughs> one on the computer, one on the TV. And she said, are you sure you're not missing something? <laughs> I said, uh, listen, I can just, uh, you know, <laughs> multitask. Pick right? up. And she said, can we watch something? I said, no, you just get your own thing and you watch your stuff. <laughs> get her some headphones. Oh, my God. I, I think she's going to kill me. So, but uh, <laughs> I, I am enjoying Paramount Plus, guys. Not because we're trying to, uh, to be nice. Mm. It's, there is nothing better right now. Right now, there is nothing better. It's just, the only thing I like, I hate going to so many different platforms. I only watch Champions League and, uh, and Serie A, so I go one place. It's easy. Uh, that, that's a great part. I want to ask you, Donnarumma, mm. there's reports that he's already regretting going to Paris, to going to Paris, to PSG. I already see the, the Grinch smirk from Antonio over there, but I want to ask this side of the table. They're saying that, you know, maybe he's upset. Because he's been on the bench ahead of, uh, you know, with Nava starting. Whether it's true or whether it's not true, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that he made the wrong decision going to Paris? Do you think maybe Mino Raiola, his agent, probably put him into the wrong direction when he should have been favoring to start? Of course he got him in the, in the wrong direction. Ooh. I mean, if you uh, are dealing with PSG and you see that uh, Navas is there and the guy... I mean, do you... You should negotiate. Hey, I'm coming to PSG. What is my, uh, uh, where do I stand here? If I'm going to stay in the bench, why would I go to PSG? You know, you're young. You need to play. And now you have the Champions League. You have a chance to play in the Champions League. You're going to sit on the bench. Are they're saying he will, they're saying the reports are saying that he will start tomorrow. Maybe he was mad and they said, okay, now, now it's your time to start. What do you think, Peter? You were shaking your head the entire time. Oh, I, it's a tactic, one. Mm -hmm. Two, it's... Uh, Donnarumma is going to get the starting role, I think. So it's just right now just me you not know, putting pressure on the team saying, hey, listen, he's not happy. I, I'll send him back. And I think Donnarumma is not going to lose stock. Wherever he goes, he can sit on the bench for two years if he had to. And I think he won't lose stock because he's, he's an amazing young. goalkeeper. And PSG would be stupid because he's the future. So now you're put in a tough situation and PSG's got to make a decision. But with that being said, said. with all the respect, <laughs> with all the respect, well, 
you know, Juventus, they're going to need a goalkeeper. Let me tell you something. They're going to need a goalkeeper. I'll tell you. The only thing is they're going to play. Tell us. What's the total setup? The same way you set up, you set me up with the Paramount Plus and all the stuff. The Storaruma set up is because Nava is already was already the starter, so they cannot really go cold and tell him and say, "Listen, we got Donnarumma. You are the second goalkeeper." Why not? But they're trying to do. They're trying to transition Nava to the second. Uh, be the, second the, the, option. Yeah, be the second. They're gonna make him play some, uh, you know, some of the the, the league games, and Donnarumma is gonna take over the position because you know clearly there is no comparison. Nava's with Donnarumma. We're talking about a. Uh, I think Nava's a great here, goalkeeper. So, uh, it, it's just. It's it's just something that they, the, the, the PSG is showing some sort of a uh, character, and they're trying to be nice to both goalkeeper. But uh, let's let's All try right. not to make it so yeah. obvious that we, <laughs> we want Donnarumma to take the position, and you will be the second goalkeeper. So they're trying to be polite about it, and they they are doing it the right way. What's Navas's uh, contract situation? Because that's also something interesting. In terms of what would you do if Donnarumma went to, to Juve? Oh, I would slash his tires. <laughs> It, it's not going to Juve, believe me. First of Why all, are you so sure? it's not go- I'm positive. It's not going to, U- the, to Europe, n- 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 not to Juventus. It's not going to play <laughs> in the Serie A. It's not playing in Serie A. Torino's not in Europe, guys. No. Uh, guys, uh, let's, let's talk about your Milan team because you, you battled against Spezia, mm-hmm. who Spezia, they just, you know, their last three games, they, it seems like they started to wake up. You know, I had them getting relegated. Now I'm starting to backthink it a little bit. Even though their last two matches, they played great, but they didn't get any points. Against Juventus, they put up a big fight, and they nearly got something. They came from uh, two goals. They scored two two great goals. And, and then against Milan, I mean, they were fighting, 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 and they don't get any points. I hope they're not one of those teams that we always see in Serie A that against the big teams, they show up. They, they run 100 miles an hour. Then they'll play Empoli, and they're like, all right, whatever. You know, like they, they think that there's more points that you win if you play against Juventus and, and Milan, like Benevento. Who's in Serie B now? But they took four points from Juventus. Like, where was that energy when you uh, when you're playing the smaller teams? There's more smaller teams than there are bigger teams. Anyway, so with that being said, about Spezia. Okay, Spezia. First of all, you know who's the coach? Motta is a great coach. Even though he didn't achieve much during his coaching career, <laughs> let coach. me just say something yeah. to you. To me, AC Milan was so lucky to come up with a win because the Spezia, if they would have won on the uh, when they were one-one, nobody would be uh, you know questioning anything. They did not wait for AC Milan. To uh, you know, to uh, to stop. Actually, Simulan's mistake was the young kids, the young generation. They kind of relaxed. They were playing uh, with the time, and they were you know passing the ball back and forth. And that's what uh, you know, Spezia just came out, and then they they tried to punish us. And I think the system of uh, uh, that uh, Mota has in place is a very good system. And you know, they for just lack of the draw, they they missed a bunch of shots, but uh, they deserve that. Are they the going? Time. Are they are they going to stay in Serie A? I think so. I think so. everyone. I do. I believe that they have the, Mike, the, the, the team, uh, the I, mentality to stay in Serie In the Serie beginning, a. I had them out of uh, to stay in Serie A. I think I agree with that. But Anto, I had a question for you. Do you think uh, Milan are... Wait, wait, wait. Are, are they going to stay in Serie A? I think they are. Yeah, but I want to hear everybody. Nah, narrowly, they'll stay up. They will. So I want to see what happens uh, when uh, when they play, like you said, they're playing the, the smaller teams. Because Mourinho said... It's easy to to have uh, to play against a big team. I don't need to motivate the players, uh, but when you play a smaller team, that's a hard game because you have to win those games. Mm-hmm. And I want to see your Mota what is going to exactly. do uh, against that. Well, I agree. So I want to see that, yeah. and then I'll uh, I'll tell you. As of now, I think the way they played against I mean they were winning against Juventus. I would say, uh, I think I put him to go back. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, would, do. Listen, I do. I, I would say, I would give it uh, uh, on a one to ten. I would give them six, six percent, six, uh, six to ten. Six, six out of ten. Six out of ten. So sixty percent. Sixty percent. Quick math. Okay. That could be interesting. I was gonna say, Anto, my previous question before. Um, do you think uh, Milan are a little too dependent on Brahim Diaz, uh, considering Zlatan and Giroud haven't been uh, healthy? So well, far? listen. Uh, don't you think you were, uh, you know, we're not depending on Chalanolo anymore. They're depending on him right now. I like Brian Diaz. He's got the right mentality, the right attitude. And this is the reasons why we were tying against Spezia until Brian Diaz came in because uh, the kid is starting to run all over the places. Hey, yeah. you have to just, the, the spark was not there. And I was getting frustrated watching the game. I was so angry because on the second half, when I saw Simlan totally slowing down and starting to pass the ball uh, uh, back, uh, backwards, I, that, that, uh, my game was just totally, I wanted to leave. Okay, I was watching the game yeah, too, right? I mean, there so were maybe that's why you wanted to. Lucky too. They missed a shot right in front of the net that went over. It was harder to miss it than. And uh, we were lucky score. because that kid is, is it was more, imp- more, much more difficult to uh, to miss than to score. Exactly. The the thing that I to me honestly this showed me that Milan's gonna fight for the scudetto this year. The this uh, you know I got a flashback when it was one one. I got flashbacks of the Milan of a couple years ago that would have tied or lost this game 100%. Mm-hmm. And that is not the same Milan. And that credit goes to Pioli and to the rest of the team because they are mentally strong to stay into the match. And I give a lot of credit for those. Those are the types of games where you test your character. I don't care if it was against Spezia. You still have to have that motivation to do it and be able to overcome it when it's very hard if a team closes themselves down so honestly so much credit to them Brahim Diaz the kid is 22 he takes the number 10 for Milan and he plays he plays I love players like him last year I was obsessed with him and I love that hey you let Chahanolu leave and he's in a better position now because he is a number 10 he's a center attacking midfielder that gets the ball he open he turns his head up he's not scared to make the pass for young kids in the Serie A look at him because I like that he has confidence he's not scared he doesn't just do the simple thing. He wants to show himself. And I, I love those kind of players. I love creative mm-hmm. players. So I give them a lot of credit. And and honestly, this week, that showed me a lot from Milan. I did not think that they were going to be challenging for the Scudetto. In the summer, before when we made our predictions, I didn't even have them top four. I thought that this was going to be the year that they dip. They have completely proven me wrong. And I don't care if it's early. That, to me, showed that they are going to challenge. Well, I think... I'm- I'm gonna just uh, now draw Gaetano into the this uh, mess over here that we have. What do you think is gonna happen when we play Atletico? Because this is what the kid I think is gonna be a, a big different maker. First of all, he played in Real Madrid. Second of all, he knows the system that Simeone plays. Regardless, you have Griezmann, you have uh, uh, you know Joao Pedro, you have uh, you Suarez. know Suarez, huh? Suarez, Suarez. Paul. You know all of those things. You know. What do you think AC Milan squad is going to be? He's going to go on, on a 4-2-3-1 or he's going to just go 4-3-3? Well, I don't think that they're going to change uh, much. You know, the, you don't change that much when you when you play. Uh, you play the system that you used Similar, to play. Yeah. The only thing is that Atletico, that's a, it's a very, team. It's a very got good Tonali, team. We got Tonali and, and Benacer that they're going to yeah, try but to take I didn't, away the I didn't like against Liverpool what mm. happened. So they have to show me. They have to show me. I, I think they need uh, for Champions League. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're mature enough. I agree with uh, with uh, Marco in the Serie A. Uh, I'm not sure about the Champions hey, League. We, got, we, are the, we have the worst draw, Catano. But it's, uh, you know, it's understandable. I mean, Tonali and uh, Ibrahim, uh, 
Benasser. You're playing against the top, top teams. If Cassier steps up at the game, or if we if we take the midfield of Atletico out, he was disappointed. Right. Well, if we take the midfield of Atletico out, we have a good chance to win the game. But you were just saying that the midfield dictates everything. How are you going to take it out? But how are you going to take it out? We put those three guys. Oh, okay, I get. Yeah, you're saying if Milan, if yeah. I thought you meant if you just remove the midfield. No. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you talking about? That's what I thought. Yeah. I do. Have, I got you. I you're saying if Milan closed them down. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got you. I do think Milan have a better chance of beating uh, Atletico than the Liverpool side, just because I feel like Atletico aren't as an attacking team as Liverpool are. They're they're usually that gritty defensive kind of team. It's still early to say because we'll see how, uh, who shares the ball more in terms of possession between them, but I feel like uh, Milan have a better chance against Atletico than uh, Liverpool. Plus, we'll they're see. playing at Milan. They got the, the game is tomorrow, so we'll yeah. be able to tell very soon. On Paramount let's, Plus. let's talk about uh, Juventus, Sampdoria. They narrowly won 3-2 uh, to two, uh, in a match where Locatelli scored his uh, first goal, first goal for Juventus. Uh, Dybala scored early on as well. It was kind of characterized then uh, towards the end because Dybala went off in the 20th minute with tears in his eyes because he got hurt. Morata as well also got injured. Both will be out for... They were thinking that Dybala was going to be extremely serious. It's not as serious as it was previously thought. They're going to miss the next two league games, and that's about it, uh, which is not too bad. Now we'll see which Juventus... How can Juventus do without Dybala and Morata going to play at Chelsea? It's going to be very difficult to see that with Moise Keane that's got to lead the line. Um... Chiesa, there's always this, you know, people are talking about Chiesa and Allegri. You know, is he playing him too far back? Is he playing him, you know, in that right midfield where he has to do too much defensive work uh, or vice versa? Any, any yeah, I don't. I don't think Chiesa is the problem for Juventus. I don't know why he keeps uh, talking about Chiesa. The guy, he's the guy that uh, he puts his head down and, uh, you know, he wants to score a goal. He's very aggressive. I understand that you cannot do that for 90 minutes. He said, you know, if he plays like that after 60 minutes, I don't know if he's going to. So mm -hmm. he has to be able to have uh, balance. The, the balance and, and the tempo to last uh, the whole. But let, you know, let th this kid, he wants to, he plays with, with his heart. I thought I would never say this. And um, because I didn't like him before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he wants to, he, every time he gets a ball, he wants to pressure, he wants to score, he wants to take a shot. He has to, the decision-making on the last pass, uh, he maybe he has to improve that. But the rest of them, let let mm -hmm. the kid play. I mean, is the is positive. Uh, uh, what is uh, the other, uh, you know, what is Kulusevski doing? What is uh, Bernadeschi doing? What is um, uh, Rabiot you know, doing? <laughs> you know, uh, Betancourt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. I have a question for the group. Uh, I think the biggest thing, the other big talking point here, is obviously Sampdoria is a very good team, and Sampdoria is going to do well this season. Uh, we already saw they 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 tied Inter, right? It was 2-2. So they're a good squad. Um, I wasn't saying that as a job. I, I was just saying it as I think a, they're a good team. That was I was just <laughs> I was just confirming. Did they beat it? Did they tie Inter? They did. Oh, okay. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> uh, but the the big thing is that conceding goals they are conceding so many goals and if you think about that, they got Bonucci and Chiellini who are the Euro 2020 champions that, that led the back and then Delict, who's supposed to be the, the golden boy how are you and, and Danilo and Alexandro and Cuadrado places right back how are you conceding so many goals how I'll tell you well the first couple of games there were a lot of mistakes against Peter had uh, against uh, 
I didn't see uh, the goals that Sampdoria scored. I saw Dybala's goal because it was 6.30 in the morning and I had a game at 8 o'clock. So I saw the goals, but I didn't see, I guess, was there any mistakes that they make in the back? Or uh, Quadrado, I think Quadrado lost the ball in the, the second goal, um, which kind of was leading me to where I was going to ask you guys. For me, can it be the midfield that's not supporting the defense too? I think Both. it's two things. It's one, the, the Italy team for the Euros, you had Donnarumma as the goalkeeper. And it's a for sure thing. As a defender, you, you're more confident, especially the be- how the beginning went for Juventus. I think it's more of a, a mentality issue with Juve. Because even in this game, they were up 2 nothing, and should have finished the half to 2 nothing. And Yoshida gets that goal to 1. Now, all of a sudden, they're on ice again. And it's the same. Even though they were able to get to a 3-1, it seems like every game that they play, they're always on very, very, they're, they're on shaky ground. They're not shaky ground. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they don't look confident. You never think that Juventus is going to be able to pull away and uh, win the game. Easy game. You know, yeah. the only time was in the Champions League, ironically, versus Malmo. But, you know, it's it's been. That was a good, was a good counter to, for me <laughs> asking the Sampdoria <laughs> yeah, result. I respect that. So that's one. And then two, the midfield is a big difference. I mean, I know he said that defense wins championship, but in soccer, it's always been the midfield. If the midfield doesn't. Help run and help yeah. the defenders and uh, support the attack. I'm with you. The team is never going to be able to win. Only Locatelli so is the. I mean, you watch yeah. Locatelli has been great so far to start. He's the, the only positive you, player. So. If you look at when, when I was watching Napoli play and you see the balance between Anguissa, who does great work defensively, who's been mm-hmm. phenomenal, and then you see a Fabian Ruiz who could also take a shot. I mean, that's a difference. That's a, and then Zielinski, who's a great player as well. I mean, that is the true difference, in my opinion. Anto. How do you feel Juventus against Chelsea? Chelsea, are the, the reigning European champions. Uh, they've improved their squad with Lukaku. How do you think Juventus are going to fare against them? I, you with know, this Juventus. Listen, the quality Juventus has got quality. They have to show character. And uh, I think they lack confidence right now because uh, Juventus has got the numbers. A lot of the people that you have on your formation over there, they played for the for uh, you know the Italian national team and they, they won the European Championship. Now, Peter just brought a good, uh, a good point up. Donnarumma is not there. <coughs> the fact that you don't have that many points yeah. right now on the board is because, uh, uh, you know, your goalkeeper made a few mistakes, okay? Now, I think... Would you start Chesney or Perin? Oh, Chesney. So, uh, right now, I'll tell you what. And the body language that Allegri is showing, not much confidence. How can you allow Bonucci to take a penalty? You know, that means, hey... All the rest of the squad right on top of there, right? No, he's a very good penalty yeah, taker, though. Hard. I know, but hey, listen, you got forwards, you got midfielders. You don't know want a Bonucci just to go over there to step <laughs> well, up. Well, he took it in the Euros. Listen, he I scored against England Ramos, the last one and Spain. And he scored, yeah, Ramos. Message. That's a great... Listen, it's a clear no. message. Nah. Says, no, I don't I'm not confident on all of you guys up there. I'm going to get Bonucci to take the penalty. Yeah, Sergio Ramos, this is what I read. I could be wrong. Okay. Mike I said that. Mike, Mike. Said that. I, I have a question for Mike. Okay, sorry, sorry. I said that Juventus still can take Chelsea and to the task, not to win the game, but at least to give them a good fight. Mike, what's gonna happen in the Chelsea match? Um, so I'm usually very optimistic for these games, but the way Juve has been playing, the way Chelsea has been playing, no DiBala, no Morata. We're gonna throw inexperienced Keen up there by himself. Considering there's also some doubt if Rabiot's gonna if uh, if he'll be healthy for that game, 
Man, I think the best case scenario, if Juve somehow get a draw, there's just so much firepower from the Chelsea side, and Juve conceded in 20 consecutive Serie A matches. That just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Is there anything you would change? What, what would be your starting oh center back? Gosh. Two to center backs. Honest, Mike. I always like Chiellini. I put Chiellini and Delict. I think those are my safest options. Uh, Bonucci, I feel like he doesn't really have that leadership as much as Bonucci does. And I feel like... Did you say Bonucci like, doesn't have as much leadership as Bonucci? Oh, as Chiellini. Sorry. That's, Figured. That's I, saw, my, I saw your eye. That's why I thought I was <laughs> like, what did I say wrong? What did I say wrong? But uh, yeah, I feel like um, the perfect partnership for Juve would be Delict and Chiellini. And who's the right back? And right back, I would keep... See, in this case, I'd probably put Danilo in the right back good. and put Cuadrado as like the right mid in that midfield because mm -hmm. he's going to be helping and Danilo with that defense. And where does where, who are you playing on the left side? Are you playing Kulusevski, Bernadeski? What are you oh, doing? I, I've always liked Kulusevski, but I don't know. He's been kind of out of it. And Alexandro. Alexandro's the left back. Yeah, uh, may, maybe. I don't know. It's, for me, I don't think that's the, uh, the problem. I think the biggest problem, Bernadeski. I feel like he'll track back a little bit more. So I think the biggest thing that they got to do is help the midfield defend first and uh, and go out attack. You're not going to be taking the game to Chelsea. You're going to be defending first and go on the counter attack. I, I that's the only way I could see Juve and doing you something positive. The speed my, that he has, right? my hope, my so. hope is that uh, is that Juve will level up. You don't need motivation in this match, and hopefully a lot of the guys are are there. Yeah. And Juve have a very good. They they're the second most in terms of beating the reigning champions. I, I always remember that about Juventus too. I remember every time we play the reigning champions, for some reason they do great. Only Real Madrid has beat the reigning champions more. I think we have seven and. Real Madrid has 11. Um, so, I, I, for some reason, I'm, I'm not as... Uh, I mean, it would be much better if Dybala was there. Uh, but either way, guys, the Derby de la Capitale. Uh, what a freaking match that we had. It ended 3-2 for Lazio. As Peter said, I believe, in the beginning of the match, we thought that Lazio, who's coming in on worse form, their past couple of matches, the, the match against Torino, I was surprised that they even got a tie with the way that the match was going. So, coming into the match, Roma was definitely favored. As we know, of course, in a Derby... The form sort of goes out the window in a sense, but usually in these kind of matches, you know, sometimes it's conservative. I was I was thinking maybe it's going to be a 1-1, 2-1 max, but both teams absolutely went for it. Uh, there was controversy, of course. I'll say that for me, I think that Lazio played a better match. I think Lazio deserved to win, and I know people will say at the end of the match, Roma, they could have won, which is true. I still don't think that that... Three, the, the second penalty on Zaniolo was a penalty, so for me, would have been 3-1. And Lazio took the match to them. Lazio's midfield showed up. Felipe Anderson was amazing. And Chudo Immobile, even without scoring, was really, really good. Peter, how'd you feel? Oh, yeah, like you said, it was a firework uh, of a game. I think Lazio, the way that they started and they scored two quick goals, really changed the, the outcome of this game um, because now it forced Roma to have to press and have to play and you know they, they had many chances I think on both sides I uh, you know one thing that I saw that I thought was interesting was Sadi before the game because everybody was mentioning oh how are you guys gonna play whatever and he said for these games it's more important to win than Sadi's uh, Sadismo. Sadismo. Tade right. said the same thing so, he said you'll see Sadismo it's coming yeah. but right now we gotta win exactly so I think he understood that and he and he played that he you know he put that team onto the field and Milenkovic Savic I mean what a header and what 
bravery to oh, be able to so many people pull I thought out it was going to be bad so do you think they checked for a concussion because he, he was he, no, I, I don't I don't well, know if that protocol is even there like as a boxer you probably that can knock you out though yeah but it's I thought he was I was terrified I didn't even want to look it was a heavy the thing is they call a meta and when they started doing this no I saw them grab it and going for his tongue I was like oh gosh and then even Pedro's goal like on a counter was amazing and he celebrated because I guess he didn't leave on good terms with Roma um, so, you know, I thought the penalty the referee called it on the spot. So then you can't really reverse it. I guess there was a slight, slight touch, but it's all Zaniolo really going, you know, mm. as, as he's going to kick. So he's looking, not looking for it, but it I don't think it was at the fault of the defender to call it. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you call it the three, two, the game was on. And I think Roma, unfortunately, the subs, I guess they didn't have the quality to, to, be able to come on when Zaniolo got injured. You put Carlos Perez, who I like. He's good. He takes on the man, but he wasn't uh, in the game as much. I like Perez. I like Perez. The last kid that he put in. I like, Mm -hmm. but I think he just didn't click this Mm -hmm. game in particular. Um, So, uh, you know, Lazio, I think, deserved to win. If Roma would have tied, it would have been harsh, (laughs) I think, just because the way that Lazio started off. And funny, just want to say one last thing. Mourinho, this guy, he plays so many mind games. He takes the spotlight away from Lazio. Lazio just won a derby, <laughs> and all the cameras are on Roma and Mourinho because he has them all huddled up. This guy, that's that's all he cares about. Well, he did you, out of my did you see what he did in the press conference? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see exactly. I, I read I was, something about I caught it. So I caught it. He was fighting in yeah. the press conference. He was he was arguing. So I thought it was with the journalist at first. From what I heard, um, he was fighting with, with like the press office who like they have a new COVID protocol, which to be honest, I think he's just going to fight no matter what, where basically the press officer is going to ask both coaches each question. You know, it's not the journalist directly, and he flipped out, and he ended up walking out. He walked out, he started screaming, stood up, walked to the guy, then came back, took a sip of water, and then the guy must have said something else. I had no audio, and then ran and completely left. Dad, what did you make of the match? What, what, what was that? Uh, what's the the it was, yeah, apparently, they don't have the journalists that were directly asking the questions to the coach. They were asking one question, and then the press officer would take the question and then ask to both coaches. Hmm. It's right. kind of a weird... Whatever. Sorry. Um, no, I uh, I agree uh, that uh, Lazio played better. I think that um, the midfielder, I wasn't sure if uh, they were going to show up, but they did, and they played very well. And we saw more Sarismo on this game than the game before. There were the short passes, the triangles all over the, the field. Uh, they put some high pressure. When they were winning 2 nothing. they were waiting for them, the counterattack. So... I believe that uh, I like the way uh, Sarri set up the game and the way uh, tactically, I think he did a great job. Very disappointed uh, on the defense for Roma on the first goal. I mean, how can Mancini and Ibanez, how can you both leave the center? That's where all the goals have been scored. You both leave the center. One can leave the center, but the other one has got to stay there. I mean, Milenkovic went straight in with nobody to pick him up. A very, very bad defensive play. How about the second goal? Uh, uh, Talk about bad defensive play on the second goal. They were 2v4, like and a fifth one was coming back. Yeah. I mean, uh, very, very uh, defensively, he needs to do a better job. Mourinho, I don't know if Smalling is the answer. Maybe 
But I remember Smalling uh, when he was playing great mm -hmm. uh, in the. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's uh, behind on uh, uh, to get in shape. But now it's been with Roma mm -hmm. uh, a few seasons, three seasons, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, how can you be out of shape right now? You should be in in top shape. So I would like he has to fix the, the defense. That's a, that's a Cristante. I totally played so bad. I mean, huh? He was so bad. No, but I, he was Come distributing on. the ball. He was giving. Nah. Uh, he tried. No. Nah. Uh, but uh, he didn't. He was the one who was not picking up Pedro. I know if you watch it, he's like jogging back. Yeah, but the Pedro, there were four defenders there. I mean, how, the, how does Pedro? It was two he, against four. He was trying to cover yeah, but he, Cristante he was also was not running back. Well, Whatever, I didn't think Cristante played a good was, game overall. What was the defense yeah. there? Two against four, and th they let the guy go in. Mm -hmm. anyway. Mike, no, I have I a question for you. Yeah, I just Was it a penalty? Oh, uh, the Zaniolo thing? I probably, to be honest, that... No, because Zaniolo went for the Shah. I knew you, you were going to say no because you said the Zaniolo thing. <laughs> Zaniolo went for the Shah. Uh, whose leg was it that, that it hit? Akpa oh, Akpa He didn't do anything. It was like he was he was just like in the way and looked like Zaniolo like was intentionally try, trying mm. to skim him a little bit. It's not like Akpa Akpa put his foot out to try to block him. But we um, see those given. We do see those. Greece also got against Ivory Coast, so that's why I was like, ah. Oh, yeah, we all, we all saw that, that game. Um, <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all remember that challenge. Yeah, I remember. But I, oh, yeah, go. If the foot, uh, we have to see, did the leg went to the foot yes. so that not to make him shoot? No. Or it was the foot to the was leg. His foot that it was went foot into to the, the leg. leg. That's why. Okay, so that's not a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was a, more of a penalty the one before. Yeah. When Zanya, when uh, Isa, Usai, I was gonna say you that. know he yeah. he pushed them down and that's how they score but, yeah, the exactly. second goal. I think that was more of a penalty. And Gaetano, like you said, if they that call that a penalty, penalty, why is that? A neither of them Usai were penalties. Absolutely zero. The back, zero. Not, the neither of them are penalties. Neither of them are penalties. It's a good call. Nah, nah, nah. Zaniolo fell way too little. But I agree, it was more of a penalty. But neither were penalties. I, know, I, I think, think they. I, I think, think the referee made the best call well. by not. I mean, sorry, the best call in the in the first one. The thing is, it does get tricky because then he gave two soft ones, but neither were penalties. Okay, but regardless, moving on, guys, let us know what you think about the comments for that penalty. There's a lot of controversy. I didn't think the ref was good at all. By the way, he was given yellow cards, fouls when they weren't supposed yeah. to. Not a good ref that game. But regardless of that. Lazio played great. They started off amazing, I think. Roma, so sloppy in the back. Uh, bad defense. I don't know what the hell happened, but Lazio started off good. But the problem with me with Lazio is how many times does that midfield actually click? Today they clicked. They look good. Milinkovic was great. But how many times, what, once every five games, they actually combine and become good? We're they only look, six games in. No, but last season and the season before, when I put them in Champions League and they didn't want to go in Champions League because I gave them so grudge. much credit. No, but it's not even that. They okay. show up. Not every game. Mm. They only show up once every five or six games. Like, so inconsistent. Today they showed up in the derby. Well, I guess they got the motivation. But against other teams, they're not doing it. That's what I want to see with Sadi if they pick up that slack with That's him. Point. Or if they're going to keep doing the same thing like they did last season. Anto, and they made me look know. foolish. Anto, I have a question for you. Speaking about midfield, because Mike brought up midfield. Uh -huh. How much did Roma miss Pellegrini? A lot. That's the brain of Roma right now. He's, the, he's been the best player this he's season. He's the brain of Roma. It's too much. They had too much to uh, to try to uh, to make up for the absence of Pellegrini. You know that kid. Do you think it was that? Of course. 
that's not 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 the entire game. I think Zaniolo's got a lot of quality, but he lacks on uh, on the, the the last the, the last pass. The He's the only stuff. one trying yeah. though. I know. Well, I don't know how people the, were complaining about Zaniolo. No, I like him. I like him. Don't get me wrong. He but uh, his decision making wasn't the sharpest. He, he lacks on game. the last pass, and he, he, he makes it. He doesn't make the right decision when. Uh, it's on the in front of the. He the holds the ball too long a few times. Really? He could have passed it. He does. No, 100%. And you know what? The last thing that I want to pick up on Peter's uh, comment that he uh -oh. made before the amount of time that the camera spent <laughs> focusing on Mourinho and Sabi, it's way, way over the top. I care about that more. Yeah, so do I. Way I always want to see Mourinho. In other words, the you know, instead of focusing on the game and, and and the stuff, you see Mourinho running back and forth. He's and entertaining. Then, yeah, he and then Sarri, and then Sarri taking notes and uh, the eagle. Yeah, oh, Sarri. Sarri like was taking notes uh, twenty seconds into the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you? writing? Sarri is more guy than Sarri. What the hell are you writing? He was writing the headers. I thought maybe it was the eagle fly and maybe the eagle took a different route. Because he had the he had the the eagle at the end of the game. Yeah, he, uh, he wanted to, so maybe that's what he it's wrote. Like he wasn't a afraid. Game just started. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> oh, uh, one more thing about Mourinho, which I was disappointed. Mm. Uh, he left Abraham isolated, isolated. up mm. there. I mean, at one point, the guy used to get the ball. He's got four defenders, mm -hmm. but what do you want him to do? With four defenders, you got to give him a little bit support, especially when you're losing. Yeah. They don't let him breathe. Yeah. Because he had no Pellegrini. I think he had nobody. The guys behind him, like for me, were not doing good. Like El Shadawi. Yeah, he was El Shadawi was nowhere. No. Zaniolo was literally the only one that was yeah, trying to Yeah, Mkhitaryan too. Yeah. I think without Pellegrini, he had no no help. I agree with you. I'm not, I don't blame Tammy. He just had uh, no help. It was more predictable, this, uh, this formation. That, they should uh, do yeah, two strikers yeah, yeah, If, if they I did Shomurodov and Tammy yeah. Abraham, since Pellegrini, who's been their best player this season, has been absent. That's someone that you can hold the ball, pass it, and pass, you I know. Mean, you have three good guys. I, you have El Sharawi, oh, Mkhitaryan, oh yeah. and, and Zaniola behind Tammy. Their, their job is to get into the but attack. I don't like El Shah. So I'm not with El Shah At El that point, you should have changed something maybe a little quicker. But I play with two, uh, two, two strikers. Forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like Shomorov. And I'm not yeah. sold on Perez. I don't like him. Yeah. And Ooh. funny enough, but I think Mourinho had a good point because there was a couple of controversial calls he was saying about the ref. Lucas Leva, I think. The second yellow, you mean? Ah, I don't he got away with uh, oh, a little something. too. I know what you're something. talking about. But, but listen, it, it is what it is. The game is the game, and, and you have to play it. Lazio deserve to win. Yes. yes. Can so. we all agree? I yep. say, uh, yeah, yeah, I we so. agree yeah. with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair so. enough. Guys, yeah. that was round six. I think we covered uh, all the games. What about Fiorentina? The other I'm ones, doing. we'll say Genoa 3 3 against Verona. We mentioned that already. Uh, Empoli beat Bologna 4 2. Sassuolo 1 0 against Salernitana. Udinese lost 1-0 to Fiorentina. Big win for Fiorentina. And then Venezia Torino 1-1 at the death. Anything else to add? Quick, guys, before we conclude. Quickly, uh, Fiorentina, great very start. Uh, they're doing very well. Um, they have a big game coming up. So now we're going to see. Is it Inter? They're playing Napoli the next Napoli? game. That's so game. that's going to be a, a good test. But they're doing, they're doing yeah, very right. well. I think Italiano is doing a good job. And the other thing, really quickly, Cagliari. Oh my God! What's what's going on with Kalia? Mm. They got they got good players, but uh, they cannot put it together. 
Yeah. Anything else, quick, Mike? I, th- I was just gonna go by the European games really quick. Uh, the the Italian teams are gonna. Well, we be did playing. we did Milan and Juventus already. Yeah, so we have Shakhtar and Inter tomorrow. <laughs> you Milan better win. You better win, <laughs> You never know. You Milan better win. Atletico tomorrow. On Wednesday, Juve versus Chelsea. Atalanta versus Young Boys. You never lost to a Ukrainian team, by the way. Yeah, Inter. Told you. Why, why you tied twice? <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got the stats for that. Antonio never knows any yeah. stats, but he has that stat ready. It's negative against Inter, he does. Uh, for Thursday, Napoli versus Spartak Moscow. Uh, then Lazio versus Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, then Zoria versus Roma. What does Atalanta play? Young, Young boys. boys. Mm. All wins. Let's get all wins. Yeah. Nice. And, and Juventus and Milan, please. And real quick. You never looked at your notes once. What, yeah. are, what are you wrote? You're like, sorry. You're, you're writing you 20 seconds in. You didn't even want me to look at this because I was going to say, you didn't okay, even look at it once. Okay, you really wanted to know. I'm no, no, I don't want right to know now. It's too late. Yeah, the, the, the podcast is over. Get eggs. Guys, as always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. I'll let you take a picture. You can just show it.